When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, beer babes. Just Will here. Just jumping on to let you know in this episode we talked to Joe from Man Child Brewing. And it's actually a really interesting chat sort of hearing about someone who's um, got sort of a, a, a different idea about how their brewery is going to operate and deliver their beer. Uh, it's an awesome, awesome chat. Unfortunately, uh, well, fortunate we, we um, actually recorded this at Tandy's Craft Beer Bar in Launceston. Um, shout out to them for letting us have a chat. It was great, but it was uh, packed, <laughs> which is good for them, uh, and it's a little bit loud. Uh, I've tidied the audio as best as I can, um, but you're definitely going to hear a fair bit of a ruckus in the background. But uh, you can you can still make out the chat, and it, it's worth a listen, so I'm going to put it out anyway, so hope you enjoy it. Hey beer babes, I'm here at Tandy's Craft Beer Bar and my goodness it is a beautiful night and I am joined by Joe from uh, Manchild Brewing. Is it, I didn't even check, is it Man, Manchild Brewing beer or just Manchild? Manchild Brewing, yeah. Yes. Yes. Manchild Brewing. Cool. Placed out of St. Helens, you know, Tasmania. Awesome. So Joe, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how how you got to Manchild Brewing? Like years and years and years of, of making really shitty homebrew from Kit Kilo style kits, and then um, I was really lucky that a, a close mate of mine uh, was the head brewer for Bose, who sort of took me by the hand and said, No, no, this is how you do it properly. Um, he's moved on now and he's working in Queensland, but for probably about a decade ago, um, probably about six or eight months, I worked with him most weekends making different beers and brewing beers, which really sparked passion for, for brewing all grain um, and brewing from scratch. Uh, so that sort of then happened over a decade. I got my recipes right. I got my, um, uh, you know, heat in the game a little bit. And then I decided at the very beginning of last year, about January, I thought, oh, we've got lots of, where I live here at St. Helens, we've, we've got lots of uh, events that happen, or lots of little small gatherings that, that happen. But I could brew beer and serve these guys and just keep a, a really small craft brewery based out of St Helens, based on, on events and gatherings, plenty of tourists coming through, and then literally as I started the process, uh, we went straight into COVID. So there's been a, sort of a little bit of a pause, we took about 12 months, then right over, what the fuck do we do with this, and we, we changed what we were doing a little bit, um, we brought it back around to, to doing less events and then and more of a wholesale um, to venues um, approach, we, we're still very much poised and ready for it when um, we're able to do that, that side of things again, but uh, now we're more looking to, to brewing bigger batches of beer rather than small batches in the short term, uh, 
in conjunction with uh, with some other breweries and then putting it out into venues like Sandy's where we are today. Yeah. So, um, so talking about uh, events and stuff, you you've uniquely set up um, to to cater to like uh, festivals and stuff like that. Can you tell us a bit about your, your beer read? Yeah, yeah. So we've got a. Um, Actually, it fell into my lap that we, we got a, uh, a trailer, an enclosed trailer that was perfectly set up to, to put my beer system into. So I fitted it out with, with six taps. Um, it's able to hold 15, maybe 20 kegs of beer and keep them cold that I can serve over a, whatever period that we need. So we're talking small kegs, not, not 50 litres, talking 20 litre kegs that I use for that. That's still a lot of beer. That's plenty, yeah. <laughs> that'll keep it going for a, for a day or so. Yeah, it's um, more, more than an esky. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, so we... we we're set up to sort of roll that up to whatever venue you want, um, be it private parties, be it um, small events, be it big events. We could we could do something like a, a um, festival in the park or festival or those sorts of things um, on, on the scale that we're at there. Um, it'll it'll both it'll serve both on the small stuff that I brew in the, the home brewery or even um, hook up to the 50 litre kegs if I want to serve the bigger Sankey kegs that I brew um, when I'm doing my gypsy brewing. So, yeah, it, uh, it works well for both. All right. So, with um, now that you've moved into more commercial um, brewing, so like brewing to give to venues and stuff like that, um, you said you're doing gypsy brewing. How big is your setup? So what I can brew at home is about 100 litres per batch, um, which works really well for, for being agile and doing different brews. So say you've got a party coming up, I can throw beer ready for you within two weeks and be ready to go, um, which is really handy for, for that and for the, the business model that I originally sort of anticipated. It was nice and quick and simple. 100 litres of beer will do most small um, <laughs> venues and a few weeks' notice will give me three to 400 litres of beer that I can have ready to go. So that, that worked really well. Um, so far, what we We've done is, is uh, partner with another couple of um, larger brewers here in, in Tasmania who will allow me to use their equipment when they're uh, not brewing their own beers, and that allows me to then step up to a thousand litre um, brew sizes to, to cater to this side, side of things. And that's really cool. And I think, like, the more breweries I've spoken to, a lot, a lot of the time, particularly when they're starting out, there is a lot of like that, that gypsy brewing you were talking about, and, and it's it's so amazing to hear like about. Uh, the craft beer community like um no one really seems to be like no one's ever pissed off that there's someone new it's a very like welcoming and open sort of community it's been incredible yeah it's starting out as i said like i had friends that are brewers and i've I've, um i've done some brewing with with a number of different craft brewers here in tasmania but what I, what I can say is that the, the, some of the bigger players in, in craft brewing here in Tasmania, if you think about the two here in the north, maybe Stu and Paul um, from Ocho and, and Morrison, both of which have been amazing, amazing sort of... I can send, I've sent Stu a couple of messages saying, hey, how do you do this? Or, hey, you know, is this... And straight away, bang, back, there's a message, this is how I do it. No, no hesitance. He's sent me pictures of, of how he's actually done things before. Like, it's just a, a really nice... Um, I don't know, open sort of community. Yeah. And no, no, as you say, no aggro, no no grumpiness about competition. I think it's just, it's there is a big enough share of the market for, yeah. for expansion here still. And I think it's like, like I, I'm a strong believer of a, a rising tide lifts all ships. And I, and I think that's, that's really how I see craft beer in Tassie. 
I think that like everyone, everyone adds something special and unique, and that's lifting the whole community all at once. And if you look at the, the successful craft breweries around Tasmania, they've all got a niche that they've carved for themselves. But like Bruni um, Island doing their sort of farmhouse funky stuff, and Two Meter Tall doing the, the whacked out crazy Wild stuff, stuff yeah. that they, they do. Um, Van Diemen are now sort of carving their own little niche into that sort of estate aisles where they do everything themselves. You know, I, I think it's a, everyone sort of has their, their place and then no one's really stepping on anyone's toes greatly in what they're trying to achieve anyway. So. Yeah. Um, so speaking of everyone having their niche, on your website you say that uh, you want your beers and your brewery to be seasonal, sustainable and sexy. Can you explain that for me? <laughs> so, seasonal beers is, a, is something that I've always felt fairly um, passionate about if I'm going to do it commercially because I, I don't want to... Like, I, the idea with my brew was never to do a full range of beers. I, I, I don't want to be the guy who brews a pilsner and a pale ale and an IPA and then a stout and that's all he ever does. And every week he sits down and he brews those same four beers again. I, I always wanted the beers to sort of be constantly evolving. And as I as I learn, um, because I'm constantly learning, you know, and I think you always should be. But as I learn as I go, I might want to change a recipe so I don't want to release the same beer that I did last time if it was shit or if it was okay but could be improved. Um, so the, the seasonal idea partially comes from that philosophy and partially comes from the fact that seasonal availability of, of um, ingredients where I am um, could be really funky and really interesting. Um, oyster stout, being from St Helens, we can do an oyster stout and we can do it with fresh oysters that have come out of the bay the day before, for example. So, um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of funky things that I've, I've got on my sleeve that I'm not necessarily going to talk about now, but that, that feed into that seasonal um, side of things. I think sustainability is, is something that should be at the forefront of everyone's mind. I don't think that, uh, you know, whether that's finding creative ways to reduce my water usage, finding creative ways to uh, cut down on the amount of uh, petrol use in transport, and all those sort of things, like just little things that we can do. And I think um, brewing small and brewing in a, in a really agile and, and uh, considerate manner um, allows me to do that. And just, I think the sexy is the one I'm going to struggle with. You know, look, it, it, it is what it is. We can only work with what we've been given, can't we? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe the beers can be sexy. Yeah, now we're talking. Like you're talking about your oysters and stuff and your stouts, do you try to use like St. Helens stuff in your beers? Um, so, like, I've, I've got a little, a small patch of hops that I grow um, locally at home each year, and I do one brew that, that is a fresh hop brew um, that sort of feeds into that. Um, certainly an oyster stout is a really going to be a really big part uh, of, of what we do because we can work in conjunction with a couple of the, the seafood um, the, the guys have got oyster leases down, down at home are mates of mine and we can work together to, to make that um, and I love oysters down if you've had one but they're a superb I've never been brave enough but they're incredible. I, I, I think I will yeah um, and, and working um, so a big part of what we do is working in conjunction with a local um, Japanese fusion restaurant um, that we have taken us on as a, as a house ale um, but that, that'll be a four beers over there so they'll be all seasonal brews that'll be done with, with ingredients to complement their menu as well. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll try and be as... 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If we include fruit, it would all be locally grown fruit. If we do any of those sorts of things, like we, in the past, but not since I've been growing commercially, but in the past I've done forage ales where I've used roadside blackberries and, and things like that to, to uh, keep things spicy. So yeah, look, we'll see what happens. I suppose that, like, that, sort of, that idea really works with the, the sort of smaller batch deliberate style it sounds like you're going for yeah. um, you, you can decide you know what this this week we're going to make something a bit different a bit wacky from what I've got and see what happens and then um, we'll sell that like I think I, I, I think that's a, a really interesting way to go about it I think that is is awesomely unique like you said that, that's your that's going to be your carved out kind of hope so, yeah. and like being able to do do quick um Pilot brews where we can brew up, say, a 50 litre half batch at home, um, taste it, go, that's horrible, and, and pour it down the drain, or go, oh, that's amazing, we need to, to step that up. Yeah. Um, allows me to continue what you just said, you know, like it just grow that idea of like, you know, fast, interesting, ever changing sort of beer uh, landscape. So, before I move on, I mean, will you have a core range of beers, or is it going to be. Every day, you're, every time I, I go to get a man-child beer, it's going to be something different. I don't want to say I don't want to say either way. To be honest, I think in, in the short term, I don't think that you'll taste the same beer twice. Um, only because I I, I think you'll, you'll see a core range of styles. Okay. You know, so like I, I think everyone brews what they want to drink, um, and I'm a pretty eclectic drinker, but I, I do have a handful of styles that I absolutely love. So there's probably going, always going to be a, a, a hoppy ale. Of some description, be it an IPA or a, a hopped up APA of some yeah. description. 
Um, I'm a big, big fan of sour beers, so a fruited sour is likely to be in there. Um, the beer that we're launching tonight here at Tandy's is, is a rye beer. Um, it's an IPA again, though. Um, I'm a bit of a passion for Tasmanian hops, so there'll, there'll always be big, hoppy beers based around Enigma and um, Dallas and some of those other typically products Australia hops. Um, but yeah, whether or not you'll have the same beer twice is probably unlikely. I think it, it, it's more likely that you'll have very similar beers that have just evolved to, to improve each time we brew. And we'll give them a different name because why the hell not? Yeah, yeah. Why, why not mix it up? Yeah. Um, do you think, so I, I, I'm mostly asking questions for myself. Um, is this, do you see this becoming something you can pick up a, a four pack at the bottle shop? Or do you feel, uh, are you going to keep keeping in sending the menu? So um, the next brew, I think we'll put some some um, some beer into cans. Uh, whether whether that's a, a big release or or maybe you know, 50, 60 cartons or something like that, and we just sort of give it out to all the guys that we we love around the state. Um, I'm not sure, but I actually haven't even uh, fully decided on what the next brew will be. I've got, I've got pressure from a whole bunch of different people to uh, to do various different beers for their venues, and I'm just trying to find the, the happy medium of that, and I want to uh, find something that will be commercially successful in a can, so I'm thinking it'll probably, in, in a slightly boring way, be a, be a paler of some description. Uh, it's not really uh, 100% what I want to do, but it, it makes sense to, to brew things themselves as well. Um, I think so. The, this, the likelihood of cans, whether there's consistent supply of cans, I wouldn't say that that's, that's likely. It'll, it'll come and go. So what you're saying is, is if you see a can, you need oh, to buy it. Yeah, you no. have to buy it straight away. Yeah, yeah. If, if, you, if you get a chance to grab hold of it, grab hold of it yeah, for sure. Exactly. Um, and the, and the, the cool thing is too, they, they won't be like my my big philosophy always is never be boring. So it's not going to be a, a even if it is a pale ale of some description, it's not going to be something that tastes like what other people have brewed. It'll, it'll have a bit of funk going on there somehow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and for, from talking to you, it sounds like when somebody drinks something from Manchild, they're going to know it's from Manchild. Yeah, I, I hope so. Like I hope to, to, to carve out that my own niche um, in the market and do, do my own style of beers for sure. So I, I don't... Um, I don't anticipate brewing something that is uh, necessarily something that everyone on the BJCP beer guidelines is going to go, oh, that's definitely this. I think it, it, it'll be um, whatever I can concoct in the uh, in the small brewery and come up with. <laughs> yeah, well, that that sounds awesome, man. That's, um, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm currently on a, a, a real hazy tear, so if you, if you want to throw a couple of hazes in the can, I'll, I'll pick those up. It's funny, um, I, I'm very unlikely to brew a hazy. I love hazies. I'm, I'm drinking the, the Snoop D hazy from Shambles here as we speak, but, and I will um, I'll buy a hazy um, quite frequently I'm out at venues, but it's, it's pretty unlikely that I'll brew a, a classic um, hazy IPA, like a New England style IPA. It, it's What's that? Well, there's a couple of reasons. I think the market's saturated with them. Yes. Ab yeah. Absolutely saturated. Yeah. Everyone is literally doing one at the minute. Um, Bolter's got like five sales. Um, <laughs> and like places like, uh, I wonder the guys down, down south that have just opened up the big um, brew pub in town. Um, uh, Fox Friday. Like, yeah, Fox Friday. Those, those guys have done literally squillions of, yeah. of really banger yeah. uh, hazies. There's a, there's a heap around the 
state at the moment and there's people around the world. Um, and I don't necessarily think that I need to weigh into that conversation. I'm pretty happy to let other people take that narrative and take it for granted. Actually, I'm a massive fan of West Coast Pale Ales and, and the, the, the more dank, big, poppy um, IPAs of... Like, you, you say yesteryear, but it's only a couple of years ago before, yeah. before the Hazies came and took over. The good old days. Um, yeah, that's it. And I think in talking to people, talking to, to beer drinkers, people people still enjoy that style and it's still got a, a following. Yeah. It's really freaking hard to find one. Right? Like, the last time I had a decent West Coast um, pale ale on tap somewhere was, was a real surprise to even see one. So it's, I think it's probably more likely to be that style of, of not necessarily massive, big, dank, kick-in-the-teeth style IPAs, but something more along those lines, just because I, I don't think I need to chase that that market. I'm really happy to, to let others come that. I feel like that's a, that's a very measured and mature approach. Whereas I'd just, I'd just make... I just only make whatever's hot right now, uh, which is probably why I shouldn't own a brewery. <laughs> but it's so easy to, to think that way, though. I think it, it, it's easy to fall into that trap because, it, you know, when, for me, it's, it's not my, my only gig. Like, I'm a, a high school math science teacher, so like, okay. but by, by day, I, I um, corrupt young young people's minds, and yeah. by evening, I make beer. And, and it's, I think if, if I was brewing beer to put food on the table, you'd see, you know, yeah. American parallel appeals there. Stout, hazy IPA, they'd all be in cans, they'd be mass produced, and I'd only ever buy those beers. But this has never been a, like, the the brewing journey for me has never been about uh, money to an extent. It's been about being able to justify buying heaps of sick toys for myself and say to my wife, no, it's okay, this is for the business. Um, And then also, just, I I like to have a passion, and I always like to to, sort of. I, I tend to find things down to the um, nth degree, and that's what I'm doing. Been doing with this, so like an, an ability to sort of play with that and do so where I can get some some return for it um, made sense. But no, I don't think uh, I don't think it's a hazy on the horizon. As a, as a very long answer to a short question. Well, that's all right. That's all right. I, I, I I'm sure I'll find something else that you make that I I, I like. But hopefully, in a minute, when Byron finally puts the the um, the IPA on tap, you'll be able to try the rye and yeah, hopefully you'll like that. I, I'm, I'm very excited for you. Before I let you go, Joe, my last question, this is how we end all our interviews, is I want to know, what's your favourite beer? Now, I know this is a hard question, but um, uh, just do your best. What's your favourite? To, to name one favourite would be uh, pretty tricky, um, to, to say the least. I think the... Uh, the best beer that I've had recently was probably the easiest way to, to answer that. The, the absolute standout beer that I've had in the last few months was a uh, Firestone Walker Parabola. It's their 2020 release. It came, uh, I was lucky enough to find it on tap at the Winston just recently. And I was down there, one of my favourite pubs down south. Um, and yeah, that, that beer blew my mind. It was 13%, I think. Um, barrel aged, just kicking the teeth with flavour. Phenomenal, phenomenal um, Russian Imperial Stout. Um, I only I had a, a seven inch, uh, seven ounce pony uh, of it, and afterwards I couldn't have drunk anymore. It was yep. like a meal in a glass, but it was phenomenal. Like just seriously one of the coolest beers that I've had this year. And I think um, big shout out to, to the guys down there at the Winston for, for bringing beers like that um, to the Tassie market because you can always rely on uh, walking in there to try something that you've never had before. Well, 
While people are looking for something they've never had, um, I think that Manchild is definitely going to be something they need to keep their eyes out for. How do people follow you and how people keep an eye on uh, where, where your beer's going to be popping up? We're always we're on all the social medias. Um, so we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we've got our own website at manchildbrewing.com.au and then also if you check us out on Untapped, um, all the new beers pop up on Untapped as well. And I throw us a rate, even if they're shit, let me know and we can change it for next time. Well, thank you so much for having your chat, Joe. This has been great. I cannot wait to try your IIPA and we might even cut to us drinking some of those later on. Thanks, Thanks mate. Thanks, man. Cheers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.